Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down! The Lightning win the Stanley Cup! Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannons. Lob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Hello, and welcome back to Play the Bay for episode three. Before we jump in, just got to plug our sponsor, Geology. Obviously, yes. I've talked about their very uh, convenient dual face wash little thing they do where you get one for the shower and one for the sink. I will not stop talking about it because it really is genius. <laughs> and it's Christmas. So if you need skincare or anyone else needs skincare, make sure you use our code caffeine for 30% off. All right. It's great, guys. I finally yeah. got mine on order. I know it took a month or two, but I finally got my package coming to me, and I'm really excited. They did the the skin thing. They had to tell them, send them a picture about my skin and my face. Mm. I don't know. The computer didn't like my uh, my exfoliation and what I looked like. It was like your skin is not good. <laughs> so I'm getting a lot of free creams. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to trying it all out. I must say, uh, using it on a morning basis, it makes my skin look youthful like it already is now with my beard and everything. So thank you, Geology. Thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm getting, I'm getting excited about my first skin regimen here, dude. So You should be excited. You know why? Because it makes your hands all nice and soft. Your face is nice and soft. The bags under your eyes go away. It makes you feel mm -hmm. like a kid again. It does. Good. Is well, I need the all the help time I can get. You guys this is the first time you guys have done like a skincare routine. I know like women have them, but I like I noticed that men use like the Irish soap bar and then like a towel See, that's been on the floor for three weeks. So what what men are you hanging out with that do that? That's something a, a boy. I'm 25. Okay. I'm okay. 25. So so I I have I use face scrubs in my shower uh, when I take a shower, but like when it comes to morning, I don't use any kind of face regimen at all. But now I do because of geology and their nice skincare products and everything. So yeah, I'm getting used to. Uh, like I said, I'm getting excited. I'll do a skin regimen for the first time in my life. I just turned 41, and hopefully my skin will rejuvenate and look like I'm you know 25 or 35. Ooh, That's what I need. All right. So, to make a little YouTube video of your skincare routine, everyone's dying to see it. <laughs> Anybody like a good laugh? I'll probably poke myself in the eye and get stuff in my eye. First off, so. I would love to see that happen. Do the thing where you like hold the product and you're like, so "This is the everyday face wash, and I'm gonna apply this with water." <laughs> I would die. I would die. Uh, for laughs and kicks. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I'll look for it. All right. Let's jump in. Obviously, we'll start with the Buccaneers. They obviously did not play this week. They had a bye after losing to Kansas City and then uh, again the week before. But let's talk about this upcoming matchup. Obviously, they're facing the Vikings. And these are two teams that are looking to get into that NFC 
wild card spot. Um, both of them right now have a pathway. Um, obviously, the Vikings are one game behind the Buccaneers, so they're really looking to come up big this week. In the bye week, what is the one thing that you guys think should have been the focus? If you had to pick one unit on the field for this bye week to improve going into this week's matchup, what would you pick? I don't know. I think I think I would probably go with the defense. Um, I think that the offense has enough – they have enough talent, but obviously getting on the same page would be good. But if I had to pick one, defensive backfield is where I'd probably go. Why do you have to take my answers? Well, yeah, but, I mean, you could, you could say – Why do you always have to take my you, answers? <laughs> you could agree. I well, mean, nothing's stopping you from agreeing. Yeah. Well, I, I, I start calling you Taylor. <laughs> that name shall not be mentioned on this show, Kaylee. Ever. Uh, I, I, Chip, I agree. Uh, yeah. I think because well, now you're going to be facing Minnesota, who have two really good wide receivers. You got Adam Thielen, and then you got Justin Jefferson, who is. Thank you, Justin Jefferson, for making my fantasy team beat the number one team in my league this week. What a that rock was, star! Thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate Woo. it. Um, so yeah, you're going against those two guys. Now, I think it all depends on if the Bucks can get to Kirk Cousins and, and make him make mistakes, if that's going to happen. If that doesn't happen, then it's going to be a long day for the, for their secondary. And I think that's the one thing they really should have focused on in this bye week is, okay, how are we going to defend these guys? How are we going to, are we going to be doing zone coverage? Are we going to be doing all out blitzes? What are we going to be doing? And you got to rattle Kirk Cousins cage because we all, We've all seen what Kirk Cousins can do when he's under pressure. He makes mistakes. Um, yeah. But I think the other area that they should really focus on is what kind of plays are they going to be calling? Who is calling the plays? <laughs> that's the main thing. It's who is calling the plays. <laughs> Have we decided that yet? Like that's that's the one thing I really hope they BA and, and Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich really sat down and said, okay, this is our game plan going forward. This is what we're going to be doing from now until the end of the season going or and even if we make the playoffs, this is what's going to happen. Like who, this is, who's going to be calling the plays. I really hope that they figured it out because if they go into another week where, you know, Tom Brady looks uncomfortable and Byron left, is calling these weird ass plays and you know, they're, they're not running the ball enough. It's like, okay, we didn't do anything on the bye week except Tom Brady buying a big ass boat, which he did by the way over the bye week and, and everybody playing golf. So I think those are the two areas that they really needed to focus on was their secondary. And then who the, who the bleep is calling their place. This is giving me bad flashbacks. Why are we continuing to watch Tyreek Hill? Just it's running. Just, it's just highlights. It's just highlights from the it's game. Just, he mean, just keeps running in and backflipping. I know he's the only one. With- <laughs> here, here, I'll fast forward it too. There you go. There Pick you another go. highlight. Yeah. There you, go. Yeah. there you go. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, that's a good point, Evan. I think, and that's a that's a big thing that Bruce Arians has kind of talked about this week. They threw in a bonus practice. You had, you know, a few players and and Bruce Arians talking about how they're really getting back to the fundamentals of their game. Which I hear that phrase, and it's almost it's almost comical because I don't really know what the fundamentals of their scheme is, given that we've seen so many different versions of this offense this season. So. I just want to get your opinion on what that means. And when they say going back to the fundamentals of who the Buccaneers are, who do you see that as? Because for me, I have a little bit of trouble identifying what that really means. I, you took the words right out of your mouth because I don't know what that means either. Because 
you should have been <laughs> practicing fundamentals throughout the whole season instead of just waiting until you know week 13 to do this like if if i was to me you said it right it's comical for a, for a head coach to come out more than halfway through the season go okay we're going back to fundamentals what the hell yeah what does that really mean bruce are we going to be going back to ground and pound are we are we going to be you know limiting tom brady to not throwing it 50 50 fucking thousand times per game and, and sticking to the run game when it's actually working like I, I i would really like to know that too I, what are the fundamentals for buccaneer football like are is that the identity they've been searching for throughout the whole 2020 season i i Beats me, honestly. Yeah, I think the one. Well, going back to fundamentals and trying to find out what our identity is as a team. You have some games where you'll hand it to Rojo and he'll get fifteen to twenty touches, and then you'll have other games like the past couple of games where he's, I think he's had ten and eight. Um, you went out and you got running backs, and you have a good offensive line for a reason. You wanted to run the football, so I mean, I don't understand why. Minnesota is a team that that has kind of a, an easy defense. You can run against them, and you can certainly throw against them. So uh, I think if the Buccaneers were planning to um, come out and make a game plan, Minnesota goes through Dalvin Cook. So that's their first option. You have to stop Dalvin Cook first, which the Buccaneers are only giving up around 75 yards a game rushing. Dalvin Cook is averaging more than that. So if you can slow him down, and get Kirk Cousins to make decisions and get pressure on him, we know that he's susceptible, like you said, Al Bushman, to the rush. So although against Jacksonville and Kaylee, unfortunately, <laughs> Kirk Cousins and, and, and Jacksonville, they were, he was able to throw for around 300 yards, I think. So, But that was a great game. Jacksonville hung in there against a talented team, and, and you know they did the best they could with what they have. But uh, Minnesota was just too, too strong at the end. But um, I don't know. You have to stop Dalvin Cook in my eyes. You have to plan, and the team's capable of doing it. They've stopped good rushers already this season, so you really have to slow him down and make sure that they think that passing the ball is the best option. Hey, look, can I ask you, you both a question before we, yes. before we move on? Do yeah. you think this is probably one of the biggest games of their season is, is coming up? Because you've got so many yeah. other teams nipping at the, nipping at them for the playoff spot, and right now the what the Bucks are the sixth seed in the NFC. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, six or seven, I think. So you've got you've got Minnesota who is nipping at the bud. You've got the 49ers, who of course lost last night, but they were nipping at the bud. There's so many teams that are on the bubble that could take that spot away from the Bucks. Like to me, this is. This is the game that should be more focused on than anything. And, and and Dean said this last week is you're playing one week at a time instead of four games. Like, this is a big game. Like, those other three that are coming up, no offense, Chip, but against the Falcons and against the Lions, those should be one. Like, this game, to me, you're facing a Minnesota team who's really kind of caught a little bit of fire in the past couple of weeks. They've been playing a little bit better. Now, obviously, they haven't been playing, like, tough teams, but they've been playing well. Like, to me, this this is a must, must win for the rest of the way. If you, if you're not going to win this one, forget about your season. Cause now you're seven and six and you've yeah. got people just nipping at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think too, it, that we're in the part of the season where I feel like teams are kind of who they are. And as much as we joke about the Bucks going back to fundamentals at the end of the day, like they are the Buccaneers and, and there have been some constants with on both sides of the ball throughout the season. Um, but 
I do think this is the part of the season where you see teams win games because they want it, right? And this is the part right. of the season where when those playoff conversations start and those things are contingent on these one week at a time games, teams like the Vikings who, you know, they started off the season, you know, one and five. So for them to kind of come back, get on a hot streak and really kind of take control of their own destiny when it comes to the playoffs, they are a team that could just want it more than the Buccaneers. And then you hear Bruce Arians talk a little bit this week about, um, you know, big moments in those primetime games where the Bucs went one and three. And and seeing how you have your own coach saying it kind of got in their head being on a stage that big. And it's like, well, this is really no different Bullshit. because this, the implications, yeah, and the implications of this game <laughs> are much bigger than, you know, any Sunday, Monday night game they've played this season. So I do think it's a must-win game, yep. and I think it's not a good sign that you can't perform in primetime. And I also think it's not a great sign that the Vikings, like you said, really do know where their offense runs through. They know how to adjust from a running game to a passing game, obviously with those players kind of taking off later in the season. And the Bucks are yep. still trying to figure that out. So it right, is, so, it's a little nerve-wracking. So this is yeah. what we've got so far. Okay, the Saints have already clinched. We already know that. Yep. And yeah. from all the way down, the Packers are the two seed, the Rams are the third. I can't believe the Giants are the fucking fourth seed. I'm saying the F word a lot today. Uh, can't replay like, the show on the radio. Well, we're not, we're not on the radio, so it doesn't matter. Good. Um, so, like I said, the Bucks are the sixth seed, and then you've got the Vikings that are the seventh, and then on the bubble is the six and six Cardinals, the Bears, for God's sakes, and then the Lions, 49ers, the Washington football team, and then, you know, down the dredges of, of NFC. So, like I would be worried. Like for I would be worried. Like you lose the Vikings and then you're flip flopping. And then Arizona could win this week and they can move up. So like I, I'm a little as I always go into it, I'm I'm always scared week to week now with this team because they've been so inconsistent and everything. So I yeah. if I would if I was Tom Brady and, and, and Bruce Arians, I would be that we need to get the job done. Like we we have to hammer it in this week. Like nothing else matters. Think of this as your playoff game. This is your playoff game going forward. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, obviously we had um, Ryan Jensen's dad on, and he talked about how you need to go and play these ne- these next handful of games you have and try to win one game each week and then finish out the season and then see where you end up. So you have one goal, one vision. You need to get this win, and nothing else matters until – that game's over with, and you prepare for the next one. So, um, I yeah, love our I, comment, I love our comments this show. Everybody's agreeing yep. with us. Like, yeah, they need to make a statement. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's like we said, like, because like momentum, right? In this part of the season, yeah. like if you don't get it here, I mean, the Falcons are a team that they're not great, but they can take advantage of that switch in momentum later in the season. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we all know teams going into playoffs, the the hottest teams are the teams like you said, Kaylee, with momentum are the teams that can can make an impact in the playoffs and maybe sneak through, you know, a first round or get a first round victory when no one else is paying attention. So I really do think that having the energy, having momentum, playing well, and I, I mean just a side note, the Buffalo Bills, look out for those guys, dude. They're starting to they're starting to find their flow. Josh Allen, I mean, I think if he keeps winning football games like this, why can't he be in the MVP conversation? But I'll side table that for later but look out for the buffalo bills i would not want to play them right now i, I hate josh allen by the way correct I hate him. I, so well much. yeah you got it oh 
I don't. Uh, I mean, what's that like? What's that like? Yeah, <laughs> big hands, long arms, you know, a premier <laughs> quarterback. But Chip, you mentioned the, uh, <laughs> you mentioned the uh, Buccaneers' run defense a little bit earlier. Obviously, yeah. you know they have one of the best run defenses really in the league right now. But we also saw Tyreek Hill go off, and that and that speaks to his athleticism and his ability and talent. <laughs> but it also speaks to there's something to be said that they're not really impenetrable, right? And and having someone like Dalvin Cook, who really has kind of come into his own after some injuries coming into the league, is that something that you guys are worried about? I mean, I know we're more than capable of doing it, but is it something that you really see, you know, being able to game plan and execute efficiently enough to really shut down their run game? I think that the Buccaneers defense needs to focus in one area. Now, I think if you looked at one area over the break, I think you discuss defensive backfield and where we need to get better. But I think as a team meeting, as you move forward in preparation for the Vikings, you grab the guys, obviously, that have been your anchor this entire season because the Bucks rush defense has been great all year, hands down. Uh, and you grab those guys and you say, look, I know you have put us on your on your back the entire season. I need another great performance out of you guys. Keep Dalvin Cook under 100 yards. Because Dalvin, you're not going to – I don't think you shut him down completely. I just don't think that's – I just don't see it happening. Maybe they do, though, which would be great. But Dalvin Cook will get, you know, 50, 60, 70 yards, I think. But keep him in that range and make Kirk Cousins have to unload it to Jefferson, to Thielen. And that's where – you have to, like I said, that bye week, you had that meeting with your corners and you're going to say, look, we're going to stop the run. They're going to go to Dalvin Cook. That's what they do. But when they change or they make an adjustment, you need to be ready for that because it's coming. So that's kind of how I look at it. But yeah, like L. Bushman said, dude, I'm I, I worried. You have young corners that Kirk Cousins is a decent play action pass guy and they have Irv Smith Jr., a guy, Evan, that we saw at the Combine. Um, who can who can get down the field, can play. They do have Rudolph, who, you know, is more of a red zone type of guy. But, um, you know, they can run play action. If your corners are still looking in, Carlton Davis, uh, you know, he's the one, one of the guys that got torched a lot. So you got to you gotta be ready to for the change. I'm so not looking forward to this. <laughs> you don't look forward to it every week. You gotta I get, don't. I don't. You, like, you need I, to get more I, positive and you're cheap. I mean, I, I'm such a glutton for punishment when it comes to this team. It's like I, I don't look forward to this week by week. Like I, I want to, but I don't because in the back of my mind, like I could see eight and eight. I could see seven and nine. I could see that happening. And it's like, oh, I'm so glad hockey's starting pretty soon. So it's big. <laughs> But I mean, you're no offense to you guys. Your teams are already done. Like my team could be in the playoffs, <laughs> or we could just fail miserably and then be laughing. The like one of the laughing stocks in the league this year because of the way things have been progressing the past couple of weeks. Now, honestly, listen. I mean, they they lost to they lost to two really good teams. I mean, I wouldn't say the Rams are really good, but they're like the Rams are a decent team this year. Yeah, they are. They're and, good. And, and you lose to the champs. So I mean, it's it's, it's not all. It's not all bad. I mean, you lose to you lose two in a row, but like going into this, it's like, okay, how do we pick up the pieces from the last two weeks and then come out on, and firing in all cylinders and winning this one? It's like, I, I just I want to believe so much in this team, but I don't. I can't. I can't. I don't know. Sue me. Whatever. 
<laughs> and I think that goes back to like the whole thing with not really knowing who they are, right? Because like it's one thing to see your team lose some games and you're like, it's okay because we still do these things very well. But it's like you'll put up hella points against these like, you know, mediocre teams in the league. And then you come out and do something completely different the next week. And then you put up three points in a game, right? So it's like, it is just, it's all over the place. And I think that's the biggest concern is like not knowing what's going to happen. But I, I do think on the plus side, Ronald Jones seems to be healthy. Obviously, you know, he's ranking up there in the league. He's got 860 yards on the season, five yards per attempt. Yep. How much of him... If you, I mean, obviously, I think we all know how much of him we should be seeing this week. But if you're, if you're looking at how this offensive staff has really used running backs, how much of Ronald Jones are we expecting to see this week? Given that you know the Vikings secondary is not that good, they might try to continue that deep pass trend, really try to come out and get it down the field, which hasn't really been great for them. But are we expecting to see Ronald Jones more than we have? you know, up to this point. I mean, I would hope so. I would want, I would want to use Ronald Jones. I mean, five yards a clip. That's a great, that's a, that's a great number when you're touching the football. Uh, so I would want to use him more. I would want to get him. you know, I would like to get him 20, 20 touches and see, see what the story is. He was um, in the, he was in the top three and averaging seven yards per carry. Like, why not use him like like twenty five to thirty touches per game? I mean, like, just run him through that and see what you and see what happens. And if you have to change or you got to make you got to go to play action or since you've already established if you've given him twenty touches, you know the secondary and some of the linebackers Minnesota has are going to be peeking in a little bit. Um, so yeah, I would love to get him twenty touches. I would love to see it, but I'm not I'm not confident enough where they're going to call that many. I just don't like, I I just don't see it happening, even though they should be giving him the rock a lot. I just, I just don't see it happening. <clears throat> they're going to, well, they're going to rely on the pass so much against the Vikings. It's, it's not even funny. Well, we'll see. I mean, they have a weak backfield and I wanted to go. I know Rob had commented saying that the Vikings are going to come out firing at our secondary. And I mean, if I'm the Vikings and you look at two players, you say you have Kirk cousins and you say you have Dalvin cook. Who would you rather choose to put the, the hands of the game in? If I'm Minnesota, I'm going to Dalvin Cook first. And yeah, the Buccaneers have a great rush defense. And if it doesn't work, if I give Dalvin Cook five to eight touches and he's two or three yards or negative yards after that, I'm probably looking to open it up a little bit. But yeah, in the first two or three series, I think Minnesota will come out, pound Dalvin Cook, see what they have. If they don't have anything, then I think they'll change it up, Rob. Yeah, I think that might be the game plan for Minnesota. Yeah. It'd be perfect for them. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I just, and I think that's I, like, I, No, go ahead, Kaylee. And I think that's the thing, too, is like both of these teams need balance, right? Because I think we can both see a situation where both of these teams come out and like we're saying like they're going to fire on the Bucks secondary. We're saying the Bucks are going to try to get it down the field and, and not really lean into their running game. But like for the Bucks, where I see success is really taking like a more balanced approach. And I think that's kind of where they're lacking. They're like, risk it all, get it down the field. Or, you know, we hand it off to Leonard Fournette and get a yard or negative two yards or whatever we're going to get. And 
you know, same, same with Minnesota. And I think for the Bucks, like success is going to come in really leaning into a really balanced offense, right? Like knowing when to take advantage of that secondary, but not trying to put everything in the hands of Tom Brady, because when you look at how many times he's turned the ball over this season, I just, I don't know if that was necessarily addressed in the bye week. It wasn't something that was specifically talked about from what I saw, but it's like, I, it just, it seems like almost like a baiting situation where they're going to be so eager to take, you know, advantage of that secondary of Minnesota that it might cause a little more destruction than it causes success. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I just get nervous when he's, you know, going for a ball because he hasn't been that successful. I, I, I love I, I love the fact that you said that because that <clears throat> reminds me of when Jameis was in town. And whenever Jameis would drop back for a pass, I would have to hold my breath because it could either be an interception or some kind of weird ass throw, which goes a wire. And that and and I'm feeling that with Tom Brady now. It's like, oh man, I got that Jameis feeling with Tom now. God, like bring me let's let's bring over like Carson Wentz. He needs he needs some new family time. He oh, needs a new God. family. Like bring a oh, I'm, oh, I'm kidding. I'm God. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was in the press. Give somebody, me, somebody was talking about that. I saw that. I saw that. I'd rather, a, I'd rather have Gardner Minshew. Bring over Minshew and his mustache. Bring over Minshew. Yeah, if he's not going to get the respect in Jacksonville, take him. To, t- let's get him. Let's get him in Tampa because you know what? I'm here to stand Gardner Minshew regardless of what uniform he's wearing. I'm so I would man. be very happy. You bring over the jorts and the mustache. Gardner Minshew will fit right in. I mean, what? What are we gonna rely on Blaine Gabbard <laughs> if Tom Brady goes down? Come on, bring over Minshew. Uh, get him. We tried that. Uh, you guys, yeah, that's the true. Guys yeah, it's, it's like we get all the Jags Everyone throw at quarterbacks. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think the Jags get all the throwaway quarterbacks. They kind of run through them all. Like they create the throwaway quarterbacks for the rest of the league. We're like a throwaway quarterback factory. We ruin well, them you, and then send them now, to, to back up. You now us. have you now have an ex Bucks quarterback on your team, which is Mike Lennon. So, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. I it's guess. going really well. I just want to go and watch and see this game as one of their most complete games, like the game they had against the Packers. That's what I. That's the Buck. The epitome of what the Bucks have been is that team. If that team had been have been playing like that each and every week after that game we'd be smooth sailing in the playoffs, but they, it's just been so up and down with this team. It's like, okay, what team are we getting this week? I wish they would play like they did against the Packers. That was the most complete they've ever been all season long with that week against the Packers. And if they play like that against the Vikings, okay, let's, let's move forward from that. And then let's take down the lions and let's take down, sorry, Chip, let's take down the Falcons twice. Let's, <laughs> let's roll into the playoffs, man. Let's be 11 and five and roll into the playoffs. Let's do it. That's all I got to say. Let's, let's, let's do it. I got to tell you, they have the path. It's laid out in front of them. They have all sub-500 teams. I'll say this, though. The Falcons at the end of the year play better, which is scary. Who knows, though, what you're going to get. You got a team that hung around with the Saints, and that's kind of what we've talked about. You know, same with the Bucks. They can hang around with the good teams. They make things interesting, or they can they can get to within striking distance. It's just that execution, that one play, that that – getting over the hump to to getting towards, you know, victory. And they just fall a little bit short. So hopefully the bye week cleared heads. Everybody got their rest and everybody's ready to go. Should we do a prediction about the score on, on Sunday or or no? Should we wait? I mean, yeah. Well, you think that was bad luck. So are we throwing caution to the wind now and not thinking that's bad luck or 
I, you know what? I don't believe in that stuff, so I'll, I'll do a, I'll do a prediction. Yeah. <laughs> you realize if we lose and you hit the score, we're never doing it again. That's fine. It's okay. okay. I will. I, I will be okay with that. I would say, Bucks thirty one, Vikings twenty eight. I like cool. that. I kind of think. I kind of feel like a twenty eight twenty four. Type of score. I kind of liked where you are numbers wise. Okay. But I'm not going to give a pick. I don't pick. I feel very bad about picking games, especially in teams you want to win. Yeah. And then you pick before. That's kind of like saying you've won the game before you even landed the plane in the city you're playing in. So remember, I'm, I'm being real. I'm being optimistic here. Okay. If they, if they lose, it's just like. And that's a rare right. thing. We never see that. I know. So no. We'll let that ride. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go a little bit higher than you guys because I do think that these are two teams that will put points on the board. Like I do see that happening. So I'll go slightly higher. I'll say 34, 31. And if I had to have a pick right now, it would be the bucks, but they've also burned me quite a bit this season. I'll say like, and (laughs) you know, I haven't picked them every time, but it's like the times where I'm like, yeah, they should definitely lose this game. They've won the game. And then when they definitely should win this game, they've lost the game. So um, I'm going to say the Bucks for now, but I'm not locking myself into that. So, uh, Yeah, don't lock your lock your pick in just yet. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not. No. Just, we're, we'll, we'll do early bird predictions because the game is on Sunday. That's, we'll that's see who's closest number-wise. So we'll write down 28-24 is me, 31. I'm 31-28 on mine. And then, Kaylee, you don't have a score yet? Or you just – 34, 31. Okay. I like that. I like that as well. Yeah. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to hold. I think the, what, you know, I think we'll be okay. We'll see, though. Well, the the fantasy guy in me wants Justin Jefferson to do a big game because I have him on my team and he's going against the Bucks. I would love, I would love Justin Jefferson to have over 100 yards and two touchdowns. That could probably happen because the Bucks give up that much to wide receivers. So, I, you know, if that happens, I'm okay. With it. Well, it's 2020. The Steelers just lost to the Washington team, and it's going to be the next couple of weeks of football will be great. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. It. Rob, Rob Cameron. And this is a really good like prediction. Yeah, I like yeah. that good prediction. Yeah. Wow, you if guys. You I mean, drop it in there. Seventy-two points. I mean, we – that's <laughs> – God, that's mammoth. But, hey – Long as the Bucks are on the end. On I mean, the, uh, if any, yeah, if any week for it, I feel like it'd be this week, you know? That's true. I mean, that's true. There's no wrong with that. No wrong with that at all. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just, hey, I'm just saying that that's a lot of freaking points, man. People don't stack points like that. Hey, it's 2020, man. That's Anything true. Anything can happen. Anything, Anything can happen. happen. Whoa. <laughs> Look at that. Jinx. Great minds. Also, I feel Coke. like we should Buy do me a Coke. Coke. Buy me a Coke. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sunday. Next Sunday. Whenever. Um, I feel like we should do like a score prediction thing. Like we should have everyone who watches the show send in their score predictions and then do something ah. for the person that comes to us closest. I like it. I like it too. We could give away uh, a uh, a skincare routine to them. There you go. Yeah. There you, go. you get some, you get some skincare. Yeah, like if someone gets it exactly right, you get like a full thing. You get you get a full skincare you know. and you'll be glowing yeah. just like just like me glowing skin yeah. predicting the score <laughs> i like it all right we should move on to baseball right yeah let's, move let's on. do it it's been kind of quiet in their meetings which is um yeah. i don't know if it's because it's like virtual but i feel like it's oddly quiet 
I don't know. It, it's been very quiet. Um, like too quiet almost. It's like eerily quiet. It's like that scene in a Western where you're like standing in the middle of the road and there's like a, yeah, and there's like a, like a, dust, a dust bunny that rolls by. It's almost like that scene in, in my and Back to the Future Three, where my, where Marty McFly is just kind of looking around, like, "What, what the hell is going on here?" So something's ha- something's gonna blindside you. Look out! So let's talk a little bit of Rage. Like, I'll, I'll bring in Kevin. He's got no video, so he doesn't like us that much. He doesn't doesn't want us to see him. From Lockdown Rage Podcast, <laughs> okay. please welcome Kevin Weiss. Kevin, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? You normally would see me, but I'm on the road right now, so I'll uh, just hear every other word in and out and breaking up and it'd be terrible, terrible audio and video quality. So I, I figured the best bet was doing, uh, doing audio only no face. It's okay. So, Understood. you know, we were, we were just talking uh, winter meetings. They've been quite silent uh, for the first couple of days. Uh, a couple of articles came out today about the Rays. First um, John Romano from the Tampa Bay times saying the, the Rays would be better off trading Kevin Kiermeyer instead of Blake Snell. Uh, and also Stu Sternberg yet again, uh, should shut his mouth and not talk and do interviews with anybody uh, saying that the Montreal uh, split season would be a, his only option right now. I, I wanted to get your take about what the Rays and the Rays have been talking about, you know, getting catchers. Uh, they, they've been wanting to get another starter. Um, you know, what do you, what is your opinion about what the Rays should be doing in the winter meetings? What, what do they need to get accomplished to, to look forward to 2021? Wait, first off. So John Romano, I've not read this article, but he first oh. argued that, uh, that Kevin Kiermeyer should go before Blake Snell is that is that the point I guess yeah so he was saying that they would bring trading Kevin Kiermeyer would bring them more flexibility than trading Blake Snell that was his reasoning oh yeah I mean that's I don't know why you I mean the the earth is round too I don't know why you need to <laughs> yeah it makes more sense to trade Kevin Kiermeyer as opposed to Blake Snell you don't I I hope he didn't pin like a thousand words on that thing. I mean, it's basically <laughs> one sentence, two sentences, and you're done there. So uh, he could have he wrapped that up in a tweet instead of an entire <laughs> diatribe, but that's not in here. Um, so that was the, the first point there. And then, yeah, I've not yet read the uh, Sternberg article, but I'm, I'm sure he, he said things along the lines of probably trying to make the uh, Montreal plan work and, and budgetary constraints. Is, is that kind of the... Yeah, the, pretty uh, much. The, yeah. the same, the same old stew. My my wallet's tighter than uh, a drum kind of spiel. Like, hey, that's our only option is the Montreal, uh, you know, split season stadium deal, which you know I think is the dumbest idea ever. So, but yeah, that was the article that uh, Mark, our good old you know, friend uh, Mark Tompkins came out with uh, him and in interviewing Stu Sternberg today. How funny is it that uh, an NBA team is playing in the city of Tampa before the Tampa Bay Rays are playing? Right before the city of tampa but that's neither here or there but uh, okay i'm sorry uh what was your question again because i i totally went off Chaos in the middle. It. it's all right man. it's all good so you know i wanted to get your thoughts on you know the rays have been talking about they need a catcher i, I know they're still in discussions with uh mike zunino and kevon smith they've been still talking to them about possibly bringing them back but they've also been also you know they want to get another cat they want to get a catcher in possibly bet hopefully better than both of them because Mike Zanino was just got awful this year uh, batting wise uh, but you know besides getting a catcher what 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 are, what are their plans what do what else do they need to bring in to be successful in 2021 to go back to the World Series hopefully yeah I think you pretty much hit on it really as of right now I think their goal is to shed payroll and and try to add some some catchers and pitching depth and I think the way to go about that probably is going to be trading Blake Snell and or Kevin Kiermeyer. It's so funny how this team is basically going through 
a retool and a rebuild, basically a complete rebuild with uh, you get to game six of the World Series and now it's like, okay, we got to tear it down and, and restart a new, a fresh. And it's kind of crazy how that all has worked. And it, it's sort of the race fault. I mean, they, they really wouldn't have to go out and find starting pitching depth if they had just picked up Charlie Morton's option. Uh, that would have solved a big part of the problem. But of course, you have injuries to Yanni Chirinos and Brendan McKay. Uh, and there's another guy I'm missing as well that uh, is going to miss all of uh, all of next year. Um, but so so yeah, starting pitching depth is going to be key. I'm not. I think if I had to guess, I don't know they're necessarily going to go out and, and sign a big name free agent or anything like that. They may bring a a guy or two on a on a minor league prove it deal and and see if you can make the team out of camp, a la Aaron Loop, and see if you can get a starter out of that way. But I think really. They're gonna they're gonna work in house on finding a starter, whether that's Shane McClanahan or Josh Fleming or Brent Honeywell or any of the the other guys that have been talked about. Joe Ryan, I know, is another guy. Um, but I think, of course, the the biggest issue right now is is that catching position. I mean, right now you've got one guy on the forty man roster that's a catcher, and he hasn't played above A ball. Uh, that's a problem. So I, I think, um, and I know, you know, if, if I had to guess, they probably would bring back either Mike Zanino and Kevin Smith, uh, albeit for a, a lower price and, and price tag than, than they were on the team beforehand. I mean, if you can bring back Mike Zanino for half of what he was making uh, last year, I think that would certainly, certainly work out from that perspective. Uh, but there's also the, the opportunity for a trade. There's, there's a lot. Of, I mean, the, these Blake Snell rumors, they're, they're certainly heating up. There's been a lot of talk and a lot of scuttlebutt about all this. And I mean, I, I wouldn't totally hate the idea of trading Snell. And if, if that's what you have to trade to get, uh, some really good catching talent that you can control for several years because this has just been a revolving door of of trying to find a catcher and and see if they can hit and it, it turns out if they do turn out to be a good hitter the Rays for some reason trade them away or let them go like they've done with Wilson Ramos and Travis Darno and so many others um, so that might be something where they try to work out a trade and bring in uh, a catcher that way. I know there's some some names on the free agent market. They, of course, aren't going to uh, try to add JT Riamuto, and I think James McCann is probably out of the question as well. But there's some other guys kind of down the line a little bit. I think Jason Castro is out there, Alex Avila, maybe kick the tires on Yachty or Molina if you can, so, some guys of, of that ilk. You know, I think this Thursday um, could be – maybe an opportunity to add some type of catcher with the rule five draft. I mean, that might be something where if the Rays are able to find maybe a diamond in the rough or find a player that uh, is on another organization that has, has is solid with their catchers. They've got three or four catchers that they're happy with and they just didn't have room for uh, X name catcher. Maybe you go out and, and try to add a guy via that route. I mean, there's about four or five, six intriguing catcher names that are available to be drafted uh in the rule five I, I guess the biggest issue for the rays of course is the fact that uh they'll be drafting 29th uh so that that doesn't leave a lot as far as you know how many of those catchers are taken up before uh they get to the rays name there so there's there's a lot of things up in the works i mean it's something's got to happen relatively soon you would think because you can't roll into the camp with uh, with Ronaldo Hernandez there, so um, something has to happen from that perspective. And 
it's going to be really interesting and, and fun to see how it shakes out. I know there's, you know, everybody talks about trying to add Wilson Contreras and things like that. And yeah, that'd be great. But um, we have to think maybe more logical with, with some of the things that the Rays are trying to do with all of this. Could you see them possibly going out and signing you know, a guy like Nelson Cruz for like a one-year deal? Obviously, he's wanting, he's going to want to command a lot of money like he did in Minnesota. But I think that was one of the things that the Rays were really missing in the playoffs and even the World Series was – they didn't have that power bat. They're still they they're always lacking that that power bat, and I think that's one of the things they should address in this offseason is try and you know you know bring a guy. They almost they almost had Nelson Cruz this past offseason. They almost brought him in, but you know Minnesota gave him a lot more money. Do you think they should maybe go after somebody like that, or just stick to the homegrown guys, or you know make the tr- make a Blake Snell trade with somebody that's willing to to give away one of their big and major league ready guys right now instead of you know a bunch of prospects which you know hopefully they if listen I'm all for I'm all for the Blake Snell trade I think it's his time in Tampa Bay is probably up and after what we saw in the World Series with him getting yanked I think I think that was the last straw with him I think that was him parting ways with Kevin Cash and, and the and the organization even though he said he wants to stay I think that was pretty much it I think that the damage was probably done with their relationship so I'm all for the trade as long as you bring back a haul I'm okay with it and the Rays have been pretty good with with trades you know the Pirates one of course is the the best one of all but um do you see something like that with them bringing in power bats or just or, or just doing the trades and, and bringing somebody in for via trade yeah, there's a couple of things there. Great question, first of all. Um, yeah, with Blake Snell, I mean, it just seems like the writing is on the wall with this guy. The fact of so much has happened in the last 12 months between, you know, him talking about his money and uh, he, you know, he saying things about, you know, when Tommy Pham was traded and, and just so many things. And he, now his agent is Scott Boris. And um, of course, the the. I think he just wants to go to a place that's that's going to let him throw seven and a third innings instead of five and a third. Like he's, I mean, it seems like at least Tampa Bay's new approach here is not letting starters not named uh, Tyler Glass now go more than six innings. And I don't know if Blake Snell, a former Cy Young award winner, is is okay or happy about that. And I'm sure there's many other teams out there that are saying, yeah. We'll take Blake Snell and we'll let him pitch deep into games and we'll be okay paying him $10.5 million this year and $12.5 million the next year and $15 million in the third year. That is a bargain for every other team except for maybe the Rays and the Marlins there. But um, as far as adding a power bat, you know, I think I don't know if that's really the issue. I don't know if power is necessarily the issue with the team. I mean, we have to keep in mind that you would think that. Austin Meadows will get back to Austin Meadows form and that other guys will step up. Yoshi Satsugo, he's a legitimate power hitter. It's just about the ability to hit at the major league level. And um, this team has shown that they're, they're trying to offload payroll and not trying to add to it. And I don't think they need, they're not a team that needs to add a, a DH type to the roster. They're, they're always an organization that's looking for positional flexibility and doing a lot of different things. And, um, you know, I don't know about Nelson Cruz specifically, but just like I, I know that Kyle Schwarber has been mentioned by fans and things like that. But the Rays, what they need to do is find a way to unload so many of the strikeouts, so much of the swing and miss on the roster. That has been a big problem. That has been a huge problem. That was a, a huge problem that that showed itself in the playoffs. I mean, with their strikeout rate, there was no way they were ever going to win that world series. And, um, you know, if power is the problem, you, you might as well have just kept Hunter Renfro and ride him out, pick up his 
pick up his uh, his tender there and and see maybe he gets gets back on track and, and returns to his 2018 or 2019 form. So I don't know necessarily if if power and getting more power is the problem as much as taking strikeouts off of this team is is the issue going forward. I, I listen. I, I was really high on Hunter Renfro. I was really kind of sad that they they DFA'd him, but you know whatever. It's the race. They got to do what they got to do. So, well, Kevin, thanks for coming on the podcast. You can catch Kevin Weiss uh, Locked On Rays podcast at Locked On Rays on Twitter. Uh, they are putting out daily content uh, for the Rays on the daily. You can find them on FanStreamSports.com uh, as well. Kevin, thanks for coming on, man. Of course, thanks, Good time, guys. Thanks. <sighs> Another team that's <laughs> dear to my heart. That's just, just right there. It's like Tampa is just like right there, but there's just they're just not LA yet. You know, there's just yes. something. I don't want to be LA. That's the thing. I don't want to be LA. I want I want them just to get over that hump, and then like they get like the Lightning are the epitome of it right now, and then that's yeah. and that's you yeah, know, that's and that's great. That's that's cool with me. But like my first favorite team is the Rays, and then they got the Bolts, and then the Bucks are like just a, a distant third right now. But you know whatever. Speaking well, of well, some cities don't have championships. Okay, so say. don't complain. <laughs> some of us don't know that feeling of pure joy and happiness. So, what cities are those, uh, Kaylee? What cities are those? Hmm. Not in particular, just a lot. Of okay, them. there's right. a lot of them. Just you know, not in particular. Okay, I got you. I know the not in particular. <laughs> but since there's not a lot of hockey to talk right now, unfortunately, let's. Let's talk about the Stanley Cup, because obviously it does reside, I mean, not currently, but in spirit here in Tampa Bay at the moment. Um, if you guys had, I we, there's all these like really fun stories about what people do with the cup and like these like crazy nights that you hear every like so often of like people who've damaged the cup or like done something absolutely insane. What would you guys do if you had the Stanley Cup for an entire day? Chip, I'm going to let you go first on this. Of course you are, you little yeah. turkey. <laughs> yeah, here we go. See, honestly, this is – I think my day would start – oh, thank you, Larry. My day would start – I would eat cereal out of the top of the cup Ooh. And, and start my day and have cereal out of there and get my cup of coffee. And I literally would go on a bar crawl slash tour – and I would be drinking out of the cup and using it. And, I mean, you see this a lot, like a chalice, like a bigger cup. And, I yeah. mean, you see, I mean, you see guys uh, that do that and travel it around. And I think I would create almost a where's Chip page. So, like, where's Waldo? <laughs> but where's Chip? And I would just be carrying it to bars, filling it with liquor, beer, whatever it was, and just drinking from the chalice of the great Lord Stanley. That's all I would do. Eating cereal, though, you got to start your day. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So it almost, eat, it almost seems cereal? like it's a weekend at Bernie's kind of thing with you. Yeah. There what you cereal around. would I put in, though? That's the question. I would probably put. Oh, my God. Wow. There's wrong Captain. answers here. There are wrong answers here. Oh, no. There's no wrong answers. This is what I would do with the cup, Turkey. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would put. I'm going to go with. So you got to go with Captain Crunch. Cookie, cookie. the cereal that keeps on giving with the high sugar and just the yummy chocolatey goodness that deserves to be in Lord Stanley's cup. Okay. I would, I would go, I would go Captain Crunch, even though Captain Crunch, it it rips the shit out of your mouth, but I would go with Captain Crunch. (laughs) Let me like put you guys on for a second. You, first of all, 
it's been a while, like since I really like reached my next level of brain evolution. It's been a while <laughs> since I've eaten a bowl of cereal, but just one cereal. Captain Crunch and Toast Crunch together in a bowl. Whoa. I mean, Whoa. that's where it's at. I'm just putting you guys on. So if you want to really like have your taste buds explode, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's that's that the good. that's the pair. That sounds that sounds almost mad. That sounds magic. That sounds mad. Chocolate cinnamon toast crunch. Have you guys seen that? No. What? I have now they're just dropping things, making stuff weird in 2020. They're doing it on purpose. I don't like so that. I would put in Captain not Captain Gertz. I would put in Count Chocula. Count Chocula. Count Chocula. Or the beer. No, 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 no. Cereal. Oh. This is way before this is way okay. before your time. This is way before your time. This is- I was about to say because I only know the beer and that is disgusting. There's a beer of Count Chocula? No, yeah. it's there's a it's a it's a chocolate stout and it's disgusting. Yeah. Like cannot recommend against it enough. It's not good. I just drank a Yingling Hershey's Porter and it was very nice. It was very there you go. delicious. Um wow. I, I didn't wouldn't put it in yeah, I, I would do Count Chocula or Booberry. Booberry is a good one. That's a good um, one. But for my day, uh, with, 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 with me and Lord Stanley, um, we would start off the day with a hearty breakfast, of course, and I yeah. would put in uh, a mimosa in the, the top oh, part to, uh, to start my day, and that would be a very large mimosa. Uh, and then we would, we would do our, our bar crawl, but we would do it on a tandem bicycle, even though Lord Stanley's <laughs> cup – does not have legs, <laughs> but we would go on a ta- on a tandem bicycle uh, ride around Siesta Key, visiting all the different bars, and then we would do uh, a parasailing trip uh, to to <laughs> just look across the Bay of, of Tampa, and and you know we would have one of those signs saying, "This is Lord Stanley, hello, our you know." We would just do that. There you go, and then come back into town uh, for, for dinner and drinks. And we would have a sunset cruise uh, to look over uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, and then we would finish the night making sweet, sweet love to each other um, in, uh, in a hotel room at the Hard Rock and gambling oh. night long. Yes, that would be my... Sounds like it would hurt, though. Uh, yes, it probably would, but it'd be worth <laughs> it. I gotcha. <laughs> doctor on call outside the room, wait till you're done. Gotcha. Yes, yes. yes. with it. Yes, but All that right. would be my Kaylee. What would be your 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 day with Lord Stanley's Cup? So I have two separate options, and you'll understand why they have to be separate. Because the first <laughs> is I would get a brand new puppy, and. <laughs> I would do a photo shoot of the puppy like sitting in the cup at all the places around Tampa. You know, it'd be so cute because he would just sit in the cup. It would be adorable. It'd be the perfect time to get another dog. But the reason why it has to be like this or that is because my other one. So me and my roommate do this thing where like we we have like bowl meals, meaning like they're meals Ah. that can like be in a bowl or on a plate. Mm -hmm. But like if we can put them in a bowl, we're going to do it so we can like sit on the couch and watch TV and like do our little roommate thing. Um, so I would do like 17 bowl meals in one day, all in the Stanley cup. So I would start probably not with cereal, but maybe with like a breakfast scramble and then get in like some spicy lo mein and then get in like maybe some like curry later in the day. I mean, I would just go all out on food. And this is like, what's making me feel really old is because like I'm 25, but none of my plans involve alcohol. (laughs) 
So it's gonna see your your plan like, so far sounds too healthy. That's, that's the name. <laughs> I think it's like I a lot of food or it's a puppy. I think I'd have to strap now that I think about it, I'd have to strap Lord Stanley to a parachute and skydive. There you go. And tandem jump and just oh. have have me glide in and land with Lord next to Lord Stanley. I would maybe have to Are you not worried about their weight? No, I mean I like would tandem down too quickly. No, no, no. I would okay. I would jump with a person and then somebody else would jump with Lord Stanley. But Lord Stanley can't Got weigh you. as much as I do. I mean, I'm a big tater. Him and I can't jump together, though. There's no parachute that'll slow us down fast enough. But. I'm going to throw in one more thing. Uh, I would take a flight to Vegas with the cup and then get married uh, legally in the to state the of Nevada. Yeah, to the cup. And then the next day, get a divorce. Because are, you, only- are you married? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> get a divorce. I feel like your wife, your wife is listening to your plans. Like, wait, why don't we do all these things? Because they're very romantic. <laughs> things that you got planned but i'm, su- she's I'm surprised like she's in the other room like that she is i'm surprised she isn't watching through the key the uh the crack in the door right now and just <laughs> she's in the health care industry too so. so it could save you you know you've got a nurse yeah. in case you injure yourself i would bring her along as a witness okay i would bring her <laughs> along as a witness to the ceremony so she would be there to witness me marrying the lord stanley oh. okay yes i like it she would love yes. that i'm sure she would <laughs> <laughs> she would very much. all right guys any any final thoughts before we head out no we got a well we do have football on right now i think the ravens are actually beating the cowboys uh, shocker i mean i believe seven to nothing but get this in the middle of the show i didn't want to break this but des bryant tested positive for covid no, the cowboys are winning oh they are okay i could be wrong um but Des Bryant. Okay, Des Bryant tested positive, and then he said he's retiring immediately. <laughs> he is no longer going to play football. What uh, a waste! And he said he can't handle. He said he can't handle all of this. So, Des Bryant on the comeback trail goes to the practice squad, gets called up, plays probably ten to fifteen snaps, no catches, two targets. Thank- bye bye. So. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Right before we got on. Yeah. So, Bye, but other than that, go Bucks, man. Let's get our heads right. Let's make some things happen. Uh, yeah, I would say pray for the Bucks. Uh, light a candle and hopefully they win this weekend. <laughs> I'll do that while I'm scrubbing my face for my new face regimen. I'll have candles and smooth skin. <laughs> Take my man card now. Just get rid of it. Throw it out the window. Hey, listen, listen. Uh, you'll feel more like a man. By using Geology's products, you will. You'll feel more like <laughs> a man in the morning and at night as well. Make sure you do the under eye cream because you won't be puffy in the morning. As soon as I yeah. get it, man. First first thing. Just letting you know. Those yeah. long nights when you're out and about on Sarasota and when you come home, make sure you put it underneath your eyes. You'll be fine in the morning. Uh, background will be Sade, smooth operator. Exactly. Thank <laughs> you. Smooth and if anyone listening would like to get their own skincare regimen and feel more like a man, geology with code caffeine for 30% off. But thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to everyone in the comments. Make sure you find us on Facebook at play the Bay 2020 on Twitter at play the Bay Tampa Bay or no play the Bay TV. Yeah. TV. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Good night. Thanks for listening to play the bay. We'll be back again with another episode. 
on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.